You're listening to Broadcast Behind the Screens, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast and Broadcast Intelligence. This week, we are talking to the comics behind Horrible Histories, Ghosts and Yonderland, Ben Wilbond and Lawrence Rickard about their latest project for UK TV, We Are Not Alone. everyone and welcome back for a second season of broadcast behind the screens we are back and we are very excited to share with you an array of absolutely brilliant guests for you to hear from and we're really excited to share them with you all of which will helpfully shed some light on some of the most exciting comedies dramas and documentaries coming out of our screens we also have a really exciting investigation and exploration on some big deep dive topics that affect everyone in the industry. Yeah, and we're going to kick off this second series with an interview with Ben Wilbond and Lawrence Rickard. You might recognise them as members of the iconic Horrible Histories troupe. They are also the writers and stars of hit BBC One series Ghosts, which just of this week is set to return for a fifth series. They also wrote Yonderland and now a feature length alien special for Dave. We Are Not Alone follows the aftermath of an alien invasion, using Ben and Larry's trademark silly humour to explore humanity through the eyes of the aliens trying to understand us. In the chat, I speak to the duo about how the idea came to fruition, making a feature length comedy and most importantly, their wigs. I've watched it and I hope you don't mind me saying it is totally and wonderfully weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little odd. (laughs) So maybe to start off, you guys can better explain to the broadcast listeners in your own words what We Are Not Alone is about and why you decided to make it. We thought, I mean, it is a show about humans sort of explored through the prism of aliens I suppose and a little bit about our eccentricities and even though these people turn up who could not look or be any weirder (laughs) really we're the sort of strange ones and they're actually quite logical in their outlook we're sort of all as bad as each other and it kind of came about because it felt like with almost everything that happened in the last 10 years that every time you thought you knew the way something in society was going to go, it went the other way. And everything became increasingly unlikely. And it was like everything you thought would never happen has happened. And it got to the point where if the aliens turned up tomorrow, you kind of go, oh, right, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so it sort of felt... Yeah, yeah, you know, that it kind of almost felt like people would be slightly accepting and going, right, we're ruled by aliens now. I suppose we've got to get on with it. There's a little, there's a line from like, a, you know, a Vox Pop, you know, typical London geezer really early in the film who just goes, look, we are where we are. And I think we should all just get on with it, which it feels like yeah. every Vox Pop I've seen on the news in the last yeah, day. I think I, um, I think I remember a Vox Pop exactly like that after, um, after Brexit. <laughs> it was like people in the street going, look, it is a situation and we just got to, you know, get on with it. You're like, yeah, that's what, that's kind of where we are, isn't it? It's like things things just getting weird everywhere there's a scene later on where there's just a really aggressive guy that sits in the pub and kind of constantly has a bit of a go at the main character 
And that also yeah. felt weirdly uh, reminiscent of a lot of the kind of turbulence that was going on, basically from 2016 onwards, so the last eight years yeah. or so. Yeah, and yeah. in a very yeah, exactly. bizarre way, you guys have really captured just, as you said, just throw it on the pile. Just if aliens came, yeah. this is another yeah. thing that we have to deal with. Well, I think um, Larry and I had a, had a discussion when we started to come up with this idea. What tickled us was an alien invasion comedy. But in, in a sort of, in the Hollywood way, they, they would, you know, do an alien invasion. It's all about fighting the aliens. Well, in this one, we've kind of, it's like, no, no, they've won, which they would do. They've obviously won. And then what happens now? And then it occurred to us that actually this is a, quite a good way to do satire, but not in a really frontal kind of way, not in a way that, it, you know, it sort of like shoves it in your face. It's like we, we, can, we can create a sitcom style comedy, but also have a look at the way our society works now and how how bizarre it is <laughs> how bizarre that the choices that we all make and then and then we got to the point of like well that's perfect really because aliens would ask those questions they'd come down and go why why are you um why are you not looking after your planet <laughs> uh that seems a bit odd that you're not doing that go, well we're, what we're doing is we're trying we're having meetings right it's just that it's just that i think we're sort of beyond meetings now so we could just do something so it was those points that we we enjoyed about it is like the aliens can ask all those awkward questions that no one else is asking <laughs> like people seem to people sort of brush under the carpet i think they've you know got I mean? an interesting perspective as well in that they've come from a planet that's that's being destroyed through no fault of its own and all of these decades looking for another one that they can breathe on and they find ours and they're like great oh no why wow. are you doing that to it <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is so a shiny they... a shiny jewel in a sea yeah. of yeah yeah why, yeah why why are you poisoning it <laughs> Yeah. Pursuit of colourful paper. Why are you doing that? <laughs> it's quite a uh, trademark writing technique that you guys have where you have something bizarre, <laughs> such as an alien invasion or paranormal or an, an elf in Yonderland. Yeah. yeah. And then you use that as a route of which to explore very relatable themes with. And in this case, Mm. A very broad stroke of essentially the whole of humanity. Were there any themes in particular that you wanted to highlight? For instance, there's a lot of war and conflict and what that looks like, but it doesn't feel like a cruel jibe. It's more of an observation. Mm. I think there's something in the fact that the, you know, the aliens arrive and they go, we collectively run the planet now. And so in theory, conflict's gone because we're literally all on the same side, which is the narrative you obviously get from most leaders around the world with one or two notable exceptions at the moment. <laughs> but it, it sort of felt also true that once you start to divide the planet up between different land masses, really quickly they fall into those old ways. And, you know, within six weeks, they start having these, you know, Zoom calls with each other where when they're trying, they're bad, we don't need missiles anymore, so let's get rid of them. That they're like, okay, but you first. And how quickly that sort of tribalism seeps in, you know, that when you mm. go, well, our, our bit of land is probably better and more important than your bit of land. And how kind of however much you strive for peace, that those sort of, base issues seem so hard to escape yeah there's a bit i really like as well um where the kind of countries are sorted by size and the uk yeah. keep 
reminding them that there's supposed to be a special relationship. <laughs> yeah. We, lo- we felt I'm so glad, lucky I'm... when we when we Googled that and we were like, I wonder if we just sorted all the nations of the world by area, I wonder where we'd be. And when we were number 78, because <laughs> we like to think we're like number seven, right? <laughs> um, and the number of countries, I mean, there's three or four countries that I could not pick out on a, on a globe that were way above us. But, you know, we think... Yeah. With, exactly. We literally put the word great in front of our title and it was, you know, you can lose us under a cornflake. Yeah, I mean, there's something nice about, I mean, that was a sort of happy, one of those things that you get to when you're writing, you go, oh, actually, that works perfectly. Because as Larry says, at the moment, it feels from my perspective, from our perspective, I guess, that we're in that situation now where you need someone to stand and go, guys, you know that we no longer rule an empire. You know that, right? You know that we're not actually that well regarded as the rest of the world at the moment. You know that. And it's, it seems to sort of fit that we kind of, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, uh, Britain's great because it punches above its weight. You go, sure. But it's now trying to punch way above its weight, it feels like to me. So I don't know, there's something sort of quite nice. And again, it's not sort of us trying to be all too sort of satirical and too sort of trying too hard to make it a, a point. We're just we're just putting it out there. You know, we're just going, if the aliens invaded, yeah, they'd, they'd be in charge of this kind of small island. And they they call it that. They go, it, it, you know, it's a really tiny island. It's, it's surrounded by, why do you guys not eat fish? You're surrounded by, why do you, why do you not do that? You know, just, just these questions. Out, go, draw oh, your yeah. Own oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Draw your own conclusions, guys. <laughs> the episode i'm gonna call it an episode but it's essentially a film it's 120 minutes long mm. as opposed mm. to a kind of traditional comedy which is often you know a six-part series 30 minutes in length how daunting was it to make what is essentially a feature-length film comedy for uk tv i think we were i mean we were we were talking about writing another feature when this idea came up, but we very much pitched this initially as a sitcom and we wrote a half hour pilot and did the things that we always do. And it was, you know, it sort of it had various incarnations, but when it it was UK TV who came back and you, you get so used to, you know, creating in inverted commas art, but within the context of an industry, you get used to the feedback coming back. We love this idea and we like this and this about it, but we probably need to tweak that. And it was a really unusual um, place to be in that UK TV came back and went, we love it, don't change a thing, but we'd like more. And so it was very much them saying, you know, being so, yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it's really unusual and being so high concept and such sort of things that you need to set up to understand the world as it is in the story. They said, let's revel in that and give it the time, you know, give you the time to let people revel in that. And so they they said, let's rather than doing a traditional pilot, let's do, you know, a big one off feature. Yeah. And you can probably tell from the feature that we'd had sitcom in mind because, you know, the whole setup. But then, of course, it it then progresses into a a feature length, like you say, a feature length uh, episode. So finding that tone where you go, this feels like it's a comedy and it belongs on television, but it's also working as a film. And then, you know, obviously it's something which will be going out to other territories and so it might be cut up in other ways and sort of we wanted something which hopefully wears all those hats well and feels like it's a television comedy but also earns its place as you know at um you know as a 90 minutes 
Yeah, because it must yeah. impact the pacing. I mean, like when you start yeah. it, you get thrown right into it. There's no kind of yeah. time to wait. The aliens are there straight away. Yeah. And yeah. like he wakes up a couple of weeks later and that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. And you don't, you know, prepare or see, yeah. I don't know, the Earth yeah. try and battle off these aliens. They're just there. And then you just have to yeah. make do with the fact that they're there. And then he still just goes to the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you think everything would change, but actually the first thing you do is seek what feels very familiar. <laughs> oh my God, the aliens are here. Yeah. We've got to go to the pub. <laughs> Any excuse. As I said, it's really interesting with you guys that I think there's a bit of a trend towards comedy drama and things that feel very rooted in reality. But you guys, again, with Ghosts, with Yonderland, don't... Oh, sorry, you do move on. You do move away from the kind of traditional comedy drama route, but it's really resonated with audiences. And I think when talking about mainstream comedy hits, you guys are pointed to a lot because I can say now that Ghosts is now going into its fifth series, which is quite a hard thing to pull off in in the comedy world. And I was wondering if you had anything more to say on why you think shows like Ghosts have had such a cut through success? I think we like... That's really hard to answer because <laughs> yeah. we're right I mean, you're, it, so we... You, we, you know, we go into everything. I think we we, sh- we try and put as much due diligence in as we possibly can. There's certainly no sense of going, uh, you know, you, we never rest on our laurels. And that's the same, you know, with something that's a continuing series. I think more went in to uh, more focus went into the writing of series four of ghosts and of series three you know you, we're we're always trying to make sure that any quality we found is maintained and hopefully improved and so i think it's partly that we do go this should be the best thing the best version of the show that we can possibly make and i think we all feel that i think also we genuinely enjoy the tone that we've got there's no sense of what we'd like to do is gritty late night adult <laughs> comedy drama and what we're doing is crowbarring it into this sort of slightly broader more you know with a, certainly with ghosts more family friendly and i think you know with with we are lot alone um whilst it's post watershed i think it still feels like it's a, a broad comedy and i think that's just our taste so i i if something's kind of got comedy written above the door i'm like that should be really trying its damnedest to make you laugh and, you know, we're quite hot on gag count and that sort of, in some ways, classic and almost slightly farcical structure. You know, we we enjoy that and that's what makes us laugh. So it, it's, um, you know, that that's naturally the direction we kind of push in. Yeah. And we have to sort of, um, I think it's actually, I think to, to, to your question about, or to your point rather about, you know, keeping the drama there for me, that's never been an issue. You know, that when you when you embark on writing a story, even if it's a feature length or it's a sitcom half hour, it's the drama that pushes it forward. It has to have human drama. Now that can be the slightest of touch, or you can you know lean on it a bit more heavily in an episode. But like Larry says, we'll always make sure. Larry in particular will always make sure because Larry is the wizard of finding. Uh, where a gag will land you can write something and go I can't I can't see it and then you'll go oh, about doing it like that and you go oh yeah there's a joke so it, I think it is we've kind of particularly with ghosts we've found this nice sort of balance you know where is that 
drama. For me, it's, it's like it has to be there because otherwise, how do you write a story? But at the same time, you can take even the, the most mundane thing and make it, you know, put gags around it and make it yeah. you want uh, drama light at the and heart. humorous. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You want drama so, at the heart so, of the story, but you don't want to go, oh, there's been 10 minutes of yeah. no laugh, you know. Yeah, exactly. So um, that that sort of, I think, what we're trying to what we're trying to hone really and what, what we hone at you know every every series we come to and it's a really it's a nice it's a nice journey to be on because you learn something new every single episode you write you go, oh oh yeah there's that and we can do that oh great okay so i know obviously uh, the more you progress a sitcom the more you get to know your characters and, and the I think more that, you have to interrogate um and interrogate that difference the history of tone as, that yeah. difference of tone as well it's nice you know, when you embark on something new, the characters and the story pull you in a certain direction. And this was yeah. definitely a commonality between the things that we've all done. You know, I think this feels tonally different to what we've done before. And, you know, yeah. you always, it just, it, 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 it mutates to sort of fit the nature of the idea. Sure. But I also, you've got, um, with new characters, what's so nice about doing We're Not Alone is, like Larry says, we've, we've suddenly been presented with, you know, a whole bunch of new characters with, with, with their own complexities. And you can, what's, what's really sort of tantalizing, I guess, is that we write this feature length thing, but then we suddenly it's like, ooh, we, hang on. There is, there is a love story there between Stuart and Elodie. And Gordon is, does want to wipe out the human race, but what if he finds some human, what if the humanity starts to bleed into his way of life and he actually starts to like them? What if Traitor does, you know, does do something that elevates Territory 78 into the higher echelons? And then how would that make her feel? And what's her ambition? All these questions you start to ask. That's why, that's what's so lovely about being able to take characters in particular in sitcom forward, because you can, you start to mine the little dramas that they have. But obviously, you've got your sit and you can let them bounce around in that little playpen and they're never allowed to leave <laughs> <laughs> i'd say i'd That's say my uh, favorite character when i watched it was greg's um yeah i think joe thomas's facial expressions are phenomenal he's a, <laughs> he's a special he's very uh, special comic performer because he manages to find a whole range of things that you never when you're writing you go that you know these are the kind of broad strokes and hopefully with an actor we'll find it and with joe you get this kind of you get that but you get so much more extraordinary sort of interpretation and that and that's why honestly he should be you know he should be in much more work he should be you know elevated to uh feature films and hollywood don't go to hollywood yet though joe no. uh, but, you know, <laughs> well, uh, you're careful what you're saying ben <laughs> all right well i just think he's great yeah no i mean i think he's well he's so it's, it was such a revelation to us because he's one he's so smart and intellectual and erudite and there's sort of always that slight doubt going is he going to be able to access that kind of incredible blankness that greg's has got as a character and the second that he's like oh okay it's like this is it and did it you go oh my god it's like every brain cell disappeared <laughs> and he's yeah, he so has a real blank behind the eyes oh, thing incredible <laughs> And it's really hard to do that. You know, I've had to play sort of, as you, as you know, I've had to play some pretty stupid characters. And it's really hard to do that because <laughs> you naturally want to engage. And he's one of those characters. He's so fascinated. If there's a scene where he's in, there's a really interesting exercise of just watching him. And, you know, he's doing a hundred little things at any one time. It's a, it's a really yeah. cracking um, performance. Yeah. And all the takes are different. He gives, there, there are 
a handful of comic performers that I've worked with or, or been on set with and you watch them and you go, you're doing something different every single take. And it's like the, the kind of, to have the ingenuity and the instinct to do that is quite rare. And he has that, he's, 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 he's pretty brilliant. But then it's really hard then to pick all between the takes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, quite hard. Yeah, it is. It's embarrassment hard. of riches. Go, uh, yeah. But then to be honest, I mean, the same is true of Mike. The same is true of Vicky. We lucked out we with cast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vicky's was... extraordinary. I and mean, she's like, she's incredible. And Mike, Mike has these kind of, um, he's so modest, but he's, um, he's an extraordinarily talented performer. So yeah, we he's are. Quite we are he's quite menacing. He's quite menacing. Yeah, yeah. he really loves it. As well. <laughs> he's incredibly, he it. you know, he's very, very sweet-natured and very genteel. And then this, it turns on this thing, and you're like, oh my god, you are, you are genuinely evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, again, just very, very unexpected level of menace. Mm. Yeah. And I have to ask, because in so much of the things that you do, stemming all the way back to horrible histories, you guys get some really fabulous costumes on the way did you when you were writing it did you always want to be the alien characters because for people who haven't seen it yet the aliens look really weird yeah i mean we had um they do but um you know i if you watch if you go if you after this interview if you just google uh the new star trek movies and google mm -hmm. the images and makeup images you go my god they look really weird and yeah. it's like in that Star Trek universe, you kind of like, you expect you go to Star Trek. So, of course, I'm going to bump into a completely yellow, like bright sun yellow alien with black strips down their face. And it looks, you accept it. But in the same way, you look at our aliens and go, I go, whoa, they look, but they, we were nervous of that because mm. it's so odd. <laughs> but they have to look odd. We realized as soon as they got on set, and thank God for our, you know, all, you know, all the hard work went into designing them. And it, I remember being really worried and looking at them on screen and then going, oh no, it's going to be fine because of course they have to look. I think as well, you really want different. to understand that that first moment when Stuart lays eyes on them, that his reaction is yours where you go, oh, <laughs> oh whoa. It's, it's a bold look, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you always want the blue hair? Well, we didn't know um, what was, we were, because we originally, we were going to have the aliens themselves be blue, but it, um, it can pull so much range and emotion out because it's sort of once you start to put a really bold color like that on it can sort of flatten out the expressions and so you know yeah. our makeup designer was like we should go paler and put pinks and purples and blues and add to those highlights so that you're not missing any of the expression and so to keep that sort of very alien lurid color in there then it was um it was davy it was the designer's idea to go but that blue there should be an electric blue hair <laughs> Yeah. Um, which you're never sure whether or not that's like covering is up the alien or... skull. Is that hair? Is that real? <laughs> yeah. um, we, may, we may reveal that if we're if we're if they grace us with a, a series, we yeah, may yeah. reveal whether they've um, what's under there. They've got like an enlarged, an enlarged sort of multi-dotted cranium. Maybe mm. I don't know. I think, yeah, the they do have lovely the, uh, thick, thick hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love her, Vicky's the jewel that Traitor's got, like literally embedded into her forehead. It looks kind of beautiful and, and quite painful. <laughs> yeah, it's very glamorous, glamorous. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to ask um, if you were to carry on and potentially do a further We Are Not Alone, do you think that it would take the same form of another kind of feature length or would you look to play 
in a slightly shorter form range and also just in terms of projects for the future would you want to do more of these long-form comedies or do you kind of feel like the the traditional sitcom route is the safe space I think we've been lucky um, I think the I, combinations yeah. is so not you know the fact we, we, we're really lucky in that we get to do you know periods of sitting at our desks and writing and then we get to get into the dressing up box and, and go and play on set um and I think it's always that variety that sort of keeps you going and I think it's almost it's quite dependent on ideas there's some things where you just go that like you know I say Pete at UK TV was like this feels like a really big sandbox and a big idea and so let's have the space and time to explore it fully and there's some things which invite that and others where you go that is a perfect idea for a you know 27 minute pure sitcom format I think the the expositions out there and the world set up and you see how everyone slots into it I sort of feel like if we were to explore this further, we would probably do it short form rather than long, particularly because it, as it starts to, as, as it does with, you know, nuclear disarmament in the, in the feature, as it starts to get more into exploring issues, it feels like there's, there's an episodic format that would really suit that as they come up, as the goons come up against each problem that earth has, that they would try and tackle and improve it. And almost certainly, one episode on nuclear disarmament one yeah episode on i mean the environment we, yeah there, there was um, yeah, exactly. you know our, our initial pilot was was very centered around the um the nhs and it just it didn't expand out into a, a satisfying feature so we put that in the drawer and there's some you know there's really ideas in that that we really really love and i think you know that would be the first thing that we'd we'd pull out just um being in central london uh i've just come up with another idea for, for an episode <laughs> if we have a to do good is the uh, there are so many people who just stand around taking pictures of themselves <laughs> around landmarks like that and you're going jesus christ what are you doing what is yeah. this honestly especially this at this time of there's year. so many yeah yeah i mean yeah, it's yeah. a lovely day catching the lights but you don't need to do it at every monument guys yeah you say that ben the second you get off this call you're gonna be throwing up <laughs> your signs <laughs> yeah trying to blow and up then filtering it in fact yeah. those people over there just thought that that's what i was doing i'm not i'm on a zoom i'm on a zoom call guys i'm on a zoom. no yeah. i think especially when you when um when you've because i'm not from london but i moved moved to london a couple of years ago and you get so used to the surroundings that watching people taking pictures next to like the corner shop you're a bit yeah. like oh, I, I, yeah yeah. Get it. Going, yeah this is a, the corner shops on tiktok now it's, it's famous <laughs> is it <laughs> why one of the gags that you have is that the alien hq is in the center of mm. of the uk rather than yeah. uh, london and there's a few gags about that why did you pick a more kind of midlands northern setting for for the show i think well one, there's always yeah. that thing about the the you know the classic argument of the northern powerhouse and you know they get a lot of london-centric um politicians going well obviously we need to decentralize power and put it up north but it doesn't really happen it feels like one of those viewed from above alien things they go well if we're going to run a landmass each the first thing you do is go well you can't run it from all the way down there because how would you know what it's was happening center. right up there yeah you go to the middle and so we we googled the I mean, it's a whole it's a it's a, a rabbit hole of how they how the various scientists calculate the exact geographical center of the landmass, but there's about Very three or four part. different versions, but they're all around Clitheroe. And we're like, well, then that's that's perfect. That's where they should land. 
Yeah. And we wanted to, um, to do something up north precisely because it isn't London centric and because it's a bit more interesting. And... I think I saw as well in um, in one of the press packs that you, Ben, had gone past on the train and started thinking about. Yeah, we just I was on a very rainy train journey and I went through. I sort of grew up in Lincolnshire and near Peterborough. And I just sort of came through Peterborough and thought, God, if the aliens invaded, they probably would end up here and it would be a bit bit weird wouldn't it because they'd be in sort of central because they would be in the set and that's what got my mind thinking of like um and i'd just done i think at that stage i'd just done the thick of it and you know loved that loved the idea of seeing power uh, play out from inside the officers you know and, and since then i had i had a friend who'd worked in the cabinet office and been into the cabinet office and he's, he's exactly like that. it's just people working in an office going oh what are we going to do about this new health bill that they're talking about? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You're like, oh, oh my God, of course, that's what they do. They just, they're civil servants. They work in it, you know. So I think my mind was sort of already going there. And, and I think as well, there's something nice yeah. about the fact you've got that the aliens would go there going, this is a good idea, and then realise that there is no infrastructure. There's nothing to support that being the new capital. <laughs> no, no. And no, equally... No, no. That the people there who would be like brilliant, finally we're getting all that attention, would quickly go, "Oh my god, no, this is terrible. We don't want that attention." Yeah, yeah. So you know, in it, if we are, like I say, if we're allowed to make a series, you know, we yeah. can go into all of that sort of stuff. And I think as well in Clitheroe, in our Clitheroe, you probably see as the series went on a, a sort of profusion of little coffee shops with hipsters turning mm. up and populating, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. this is the centre now, so we're going to just open a uh, sort of a yeah. pret would pop up. Although I think it's the case of Clitheroe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although I think the main House feedback prices through the roof, <laughs> through the main the roof. Uh, the main feedback I think we'll probably get from the um, the uh, residents of Clitheroe is that we shot most of that in Runcorn, and they'll be going, "What? That's not yeah. that's yeah. not Clitheroe." Not Clitheroe. Yeah. yeah. Got a nice drone shot of the castle. Oh, yeah, we had a lovely day at the castle. Fantastic. So can I ask, are you guys working on any other projects at the moment? I can see, as I mentioned before, Ghost is on a fifth series now, which you've just said that you're in the process of writing. Um, we, we, we've heard we've heard this too. So it, um, <laughs> we can neither confirm or deny, but we are busy yeah. writing <laughs> scripts for various various things that we can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to well. give any spoilers away. But something quite dramatic happens at the end of series four of Ghosts, which yeah. could potentially open open up a lot of new avenues. Should yeah, should you continue? Exactly. It it, it could indeed. <laughs> it could. It might. Uh, my news is I hate, that I'm, hate um, talking like this, but yeah. <laughs> my news is that I'm the new star of Matilda. So no. uh, oh. just going into rehearsals Finally, now, so. as Matilda. As Matilda, which is an odd casting, but by the way, that's not, that's not, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just by Matilda. I'm not, nothing to do with the wonderful musical no, production. No. Broadcast breaking news, Miss Trunchbull, or maybe a Miss Honey. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be a sweet, Sorry. less of an exciting costume there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think I've I've asked everything that I wanted to ask. Uh, we are not alone. Is coming out Mon Monday, Monday the twenty eighth. Monday the twenty eighth, nine yeah. pm, and then on UK TV Play.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of our second series. We'll be back every Tuesday for the next few weeks with some more snippets from behind the screens. Yep, so make sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and tune in next week for more. Bye!